It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. You are listening to Calvary Live. This is the call-in radio show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible, about life, about God, uh, also with any prayer requests that you may have. We would love, love, love to pray for you today. If there's anything going on in your life that you could use some prayer for or uh, in a friend or family member's life, we'd love to pray for them and uh, lift them up as the body of Christ together, all of us listening today. We are broadcasting live here on Grace FM in Colorado and Wyoming, um, from Colorado Springs all the way up to Cheyenne, Wyoming, up and down the front range of Colorado. We're also broadcasting on Hope FM in the East Coast, so up New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. Would love to take your questions, um, your prayer requests. You can call us today at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. This is Pastor Nate Morris hosting the program today. I'm the senior pastor at Calvary Belmar, which is a Calvary Chapel church in Lakewood, Colorado, and uh, would love to have you come visit us sometime on a Sunday morning. We have services at 9 and 1045 right in Lakewood, Colorado. Um, Today, taking your Bible questions and your prayer requests, and we're going to go straight to the lines. Look like we've got uh, Eddie from Denver on the line. Eddie, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing, Pastor? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Blessed, actually. Awesome. Praise God. Okay, I got a uh, long prayer list real quick for you, in a nutshell. Um, I'm struggling with, I don't know if God wants me to stay in secular schools to try to plant seeds, um, because I know I have been told, and I've been taught at one point or another, sometimes God has us in an uncomfortable situation, because He wants us to be a seed bearer there. I'm not sure if He wants me to do that, or... um, pursue some form of ministry. I'm still unclear with that. Um, I would just like guidance in that. I just met two gentlemen today. Uh, One asked me to pray for his wife, Alice. She's having, um, she's hitting the age, they don't know what type of medical care to get. Um, I would also like prayer for uh, the other gentleman. His mom is um, getting really old and uh he doesn't know if she's going to make it a year and uh, another year or not but he said she's under a lot of pain and she doesn't want to take any of the medication so maybe we could just pray for her her name is um no her name is Alice and the other gentleman's wife's name is Fran I might have it backwards no Alice and Fran yes Alice and Fran. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And and definitely would love to pray for you as well, Eddie. Are, are you in school or are you working at a school? Um, I'm I'm in school. I actually called last week. Uh, called last week about uh, issues in my philosophy class. And um, I've had a couple students ask me and a teacher to ask me if I've ever thought about becoming a teacher. But personally, I can't stand seeing how they're regulated on what they're allowed to teach and what they're not allowed to teach. And um, I have one teacher who says he basically has to walk on eggshells, which he says he believes the Lord has him there. I believe he does too, so I pray for him. Um, I'm not going to mention his name, but um, he 
he has a fine line on what he's allowed to say, and uh, I just I know it's a struggle for him, and I don't like the fact that I would be um, obligated to teach worldly matters when I know Christ is so much more than that, and just the things I learned in school. He asked me why I thought or why I don't want to be a teacher or why I'm thinking of quitting my academic progress. And my answer to him was, I can no longer go to school to learn one plus one equals three. It's just mind-boggling. And, um, you know, when I do bring up Christ, I'm immediately shut up in the class. So um, I just... So I just need guidance on that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll definitely would love to pray for wisdom for you on that. And you know, that's a it's a it's a hard thing to really know. There's not a, a right or wrong answer from um, an across the board standpoint on that because I absolutely believe we need people um, in in school and in public secular schools that are there shining the light of Jesus in there. I also believe that we need teachers that are in public uh, secular schools um, shining the light of Jesus there as well. Um, but that might not be exactly what the Lord has for you. And so um, let's just, let's seek the Lord together for what he would have for you in that. And that he'd give you some wisdom as to know uh, if that's really the, the area that he'd have you minister or what that looks like. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I know that's a big decision. So let's definitely bring that before the Lord. And we'll pray for Fran and Alice as well while we're at it. So uh, l- let's come before the Lord together. Father, I just pray for Eddie. Um, I thank you for his desire to follow you in his career path and in his schooling path, Lord, and, and the different things that you have in front of him. I pray that you just give him wisdom and direction um, as he pursues what you would have for him to do, Lord. And as he's in school right now, Lord, I pray that you would reveal to him uh, your plan for him in that, Lord, why you have him there right now, what you would like to accomplish through him, uh, and if that's something that he should be finishing and, and wrapping up there. And then what that looks like, Lord, if he should, you know, he has something in his heart that maybe wants to be a teacher, if he should stick that out and, and, and be able to be that light in the school system or uh, what that looks like, Lord. I pray that you would bring clarity and direction and uh, wisdom for him, Lord. We just come before you and ask for wisdom just as you gave it to King Solomon. Um, I pray that you would give it to him, Lord. And we know from James that you give to all who ask liberally and without reproach, as it says when we ask for wisdom, Lord. So we pray for that uh, in faith for Eddie, Lord, and that you would do that. We also pray for um, these two gentlemen that he met that was uh, he was able to get some prayer requests for, which is amazing, Lord. I pray uh, that you continue to give him opportunities like that to minister to people. And we pray for Fran um, for the, the medical care that she uh, needs, and they're not exactly sure what that is, Lord. I pray that you would bring wisdom for her and her husband and the doctors, Lord. Also for um, Alice, um, the other gentleman's mom who's... who's um, who's getting up there in years, Lord, I pray that you would just have your, your hand upon her and um, help her just to, to know you if she doesn't, Lord, and for uh, healing and provision and, and good care uh, as she's kind of at the, <clears throat> the in the sunset of her life. And so uh, we put, bring all these things together before you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate the prayers. Absolutely. No problem, Eddie. Thanks for your call. God bless. God bless you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. All right. 
All right, you are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls and your questions today. Uh, if you have a question about the Bible or if you have uh, a prayer request that you would like to get some prayer for, please, please call us. You can call us at 303-690-3000. You can also text your questions in to 720-336-0897. I'm going to take a quick look at the text lines here. Um, looks like we got a couple text messages that have come in. Um, there is one person that texted in, Jean, um, and she said, everyone is so busy with their own life and I'm a poor single mother of two boys. Uh, I'm a shadow to people. No one cares to help me. God is all I have. I need prayer. Um, and Jean, I, I know that there are many people that probably feel similar to the way that you feel in that. So we would love to pray for you today. Uh, and just know that the Lord sees you. Um, he knows where you're at. He sees your situation. And to him, you're not a shadow. You are vitally important, and he loves you, and he died for you. And so um, let's, let's come together and, and lift up Jean to the Lord. Father, we bring Jean before you, and we just ask that you would bring her just a real sense of your love for her, Lord, that you would bring her a real sense of the, the lengths that you went to to redeem her, um, and that you, are, that you place great value on her and her family, and um, as she's struggling being a single mother of two boys, and um, it's, a hard, it's a hard, hard thing to do uh, to raise two little ones on your own, Lord. So I pray that she would just feel uh, empowered and strengthened by you, and um, your Holy Spirit would fill her up, Lord, and give her the strength and the energy that she needs um, to do what you've called her to do with those little boys, Lord. And uh, I pray that she'd be encouraged and that some, some fellow believers from around her church would come and give her support and encouragement as well. And pray these things together in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, once again, you are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, taking your calls today. Would love to um, talk with you if you have any Bible questions. Would love to pray for you if you need prayer for anything. You can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text at 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. All right. It looks like we have Bianca on line one. Bianca, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. It's good to hear from you. Well, last Thursday I called to ask for prayers so that the Lord would provide money for me to buy a new machine that I use. And so I was wondering if you could continue to just lift me up in prayer so that the Lord would be the provider. And I know that he will provide those $4,692 somehow. Yes, absolutely, Bianca. I would love to pray for you. Um, And, you know, we know, as it says in Scripture, that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And um, so he can definitely provide what you need. And so let's definitely, let's bring it before him. Lord, we just uh, thank you for Bianca. We thank you for her heart for you, for um, her heart for seeing uh, your will done in the nation of Israel, Lord. We thank you for her heart for your people. And um, you know her needs, Lord. You know um, you know what she needs to be able to purchase this machine that she needs, Lord. You know the cost associated. You know everything to do with that. And so um, we just bring this before you and ask for your provision. 
We ask that you would provide um, miraculously, Lord, that you would just blow her away with your goodness and your provision for this, Lord. And so the number to you is nothing, Lord. Often we look at numbers and big numbers and they seem scary. And the the, the more zeros you add to something, the, the, the bigger it seems. But Lord, it, it's all nothing to you. You own the cattle on a thousand hills and um, Lord, sell some of those cows and, and pay for that machine for her. And so we just uh, we just pray that you would provide um, for her, Lord. We thank you for her ministry and just pray that you would bless her for that. And uh, we lift these things up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. Bye. Absolutely. Thanks for your call, Bianca. All right. You are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Lakewood, Colorado, pastor of Calvary Belmar out here taking your calls and your questions today. You can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text at 720-336-0897. I've got one quick text one I want to look at here. Um, Someone, uh, Maggie, has asked for prayer for a job. Uh, she says she's been out of work so long taking care of others. Now she really needs some employment. Um, so let's lift up Maggie to the Lord together. Lord, we just lift up Maggie to you, and you know her need as well. And just as we were praying for provision for beyond, Lord, we know um, that just as your your word says, Lord, that you, you clothe the lilies of the field, um, so how much more can you clothe us, Lord? And so we pray for Maggie that you would provide uh, her with opportunity to work, Lord, that you'd give her wisdom and direction as she seeks out what type of job she should look for, um, where she should look, what she should be doing. And we pray all these things together in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, once again, the phone number to call is 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. Looks like we've got Larry from Greeley on line two. Larry, welcome to the program. Thank you. How are you doing today? Okay, doing fine. Good, good. What can we do for you? Well, I was just wondering uh, uh, whether we can really eat pork or uh, bottom fish or like shrimp or, you know, that I'd heard it said that Luke or somebody said that it wasn't what went into a man but what come out of him. So that he made actually made it clean to eat whatever we wanted to, more or less. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so that's a great question, Larry. And, you know, when you look through the Old Testament <clears throat> and you look through the Old Testament dietary restrictions and the dietary laws, um, it does say that there are certain things that we shouldn't be eating uh, according to those laws. And so some of those are, you know, pork and shellfish and some of these things that are listed there. Some of them were listed that way for cleanliness purposes, but regardless of the purpose of it, it was something that God asked uh, the nation of Israel to obey and to do. So pork was something they shouldn't be eating. Um, shellfish was something they shouldn't be eating. There was there was a, a whole list of the ways that they should be handling their, their diet uh, and, and how they should eat. And the, the thing that, that applies to us as Christians is after Jesus came, the those dietary restrictions and the law and, and, and those things were fulfilled ultimately in Jesus Christ, in the person of Jesus Christ. And so in, in the new covenant, which is what we're under, the, the Old Testament is the old covenant. As believers in Jesus, we're now under the new covenant. Um, those dietary restrictions no longer apply to us. 
Um, and so we see scriptures like the one that you referenced, Matthew chapter 15 um, says, what goes into someone's mouth doesn't defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that's what def that defiles them, you know? Um, so it's not what you eat that makes you um, evil in a sense, it's what actually comes out of your mouth. Um, that's Jesus speaking there. Uh, we also see in Acts chapter 10, um, Peter receives this vision from the Lord where God is telling Peter to, in this vision, to, to rise up and kill all these unclean animals, these animals that were unclean by the, the standards of the Old Testament law. And, and God says, Peter, rise, kill, eat. Uh, and Peter's like, well, no, Lord, I've never eaten anything unclean. And God says, don't call that unclean, which I have said is clean. Um, and the purpose of that vision wasn't necessarily for the dietary restrictions, but for bringing the gospel to the Gentiles, to those who didn't, who weren't Jews. But the, the, the vision applies kind of both ways as well. And so, um, thank the Lord, under the new covenant, we are no longer bound by those restrictions, and so you can eat all the bacon you want. <laughs> okay, well, that's what I had been led to believe, but she said, no, no, I'll show you in the Old Testament. And I said, I think they changed it in the New Testament, but I said, I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I heard once it was Jesus and then Luke or whoever, but actually yeah. it was Jesus that made it. So Absolutely. And you know, the, the Old Testament laws pointed to our need for, for a Savior, um, and Jesus was the fulfillment of that need. And so, um, you know, a, a lot of the things that you see in the Old Testament, a lot of the prohibitions that you see um, don't apply under the New Covenant. And so, um, so I'm very thankful for that because I really, really, really like bacon. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, well, I just like I said, my neighbor lady had been kind of telling me that that wasn't right, that they were misinterpreting it, you know, and yeah. that, that she could read it to me out of the Old Testament and show me that they that wasn't what it was meant to mean. Yeah. Well, well, let me give you a couple references just in case you want to have a conversation with her again at some point. Um, Matthew okay. chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. Yeah, that's where Jesus is saying that what goes into someone's mouth doesn't defile them, but what comes out. Um, uh -huh. The other reference is going to be Acts chapter 10, uh, and that's where we see that vision that Peter had of um, the unclean animals there. So both and that of those one was are, which now? The Acts one? Yeah, Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 and Matthew 15. Yes. Oh, okay, well, thank you so much. All right, well, thank you for your call, Larry. You have a great day. You too. Bye. All right. Yeah, I'm very thankful that bacon is not restricted under the New Covenant. <laughs> I, know, I know that sounds a little funny, but, uh, but I, I love bacon and shrimp, especially bacon-wrapped shrimp. All right, this is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls and your questions today. Uh, I'm the senior pastor at Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, and we are broadcasting live on Grace FM um, for the front range of Colorado from Colorado Springs all the way up through Cheyenne, Wyoming, and also broadcasting on Hope FM in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Maryland. And so we'd love to take your, your questions, your prayer requests, uh, anything that you may have on your mind today. You can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text at 720-336-0897. And go to the lines again here, uh, Cynthia on line one. Cynthia, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I'm calling for prayer. 
Okay, great. What can we pray for? Okay, so um, in short, um, about seven years ago, I gave my life to the Lord, and He spoke to me, and He told me when the rain falls and flowers bloom um, in regards to um, a husband. So He spoke to me, and He told me to prepare to be a wife. And um, I just took four years, and I spent it being intimate with the Lord and getting to know Him and what the true purpose of marriage is. And I was in Israel, and the Lord spoke to me, and He said, when you return, you are going to meet your husband, and you guys are going to start courting. So I returned home, and I met my um, my fiancé, Solomon. We started courting, and um, we have... We've been together for two and a half, almost three years, and things have been going so beautiful, just walking in the Lord, God's will, and just so much, so many miracles, so many answered prayers. Um, my family owns part of the JCC, which is the Jewish Community Center, because I'm Jewish. And so Solomon and I have spent our years just ministering to so many Jews and so many people and overcoming so much. It's so beautiful. Um, we've been staying pure and celibate, and that's been a huge part of our um, of, of what God has called us to do. And just recently, um, Solomon joined a Bible study, and um, this pastor told Solomon to break up with me. And um, Solomon um, thought he was listening to the Lord, and he broke up with me after, um, like, three years of this, um, of what we've had and what we were planning for marriage for the summer. And that happened on February 10th, and Solomon has blocked every pastor we know and all of our friends, all of our family— He's blocked everybody. This pastor told him to cut all communication and ties with basically everyone in his life. Hmm. Um, it's like a cult, basically. Um, I have I've tried to go over to Solomon's house. Uh, he won't see me. He won't talk to me. He won't talk to anybody. The only person that I've had the opportunity to talk to is his Bible study instructor. Um, his name is Pastor Dean, and um, he told me, um, I actually spoke to him because he called me for Solomon's passport and Solomon's Social Security, and I told him that I did not feel comfortable giving him that, and if Solomon wanted it, he can contact me, or I would be, or we can meet up, and I can give it to Solomon in person, Um, but I just didn't feel comfortable giving that to him. And so he yelled at me, and he um, cussed at me, and this is a pastor. And and then he called the police on me to try to get Solomon's um, passport and Social Security. And, hmm. um, and what ended up happening was Solomon ended up contacting me, and I gave it to him. But, like, this guy, like, just... I don't know. There's probably people even listening now who know me because I went to Calvary for a while and they know Solomon and I, and they know that God called us together. 
Um, but I'm just like, I'm so heartbroken. Yeah. And I've been, I've been praying and I've been fasting and I feel like I don't know what happened. I feel like I got completely hijacked because we were going to get married this summer and Solomon, um, nobody has been able to contact him. Mentors and pastors have tried to reach out to him. He's blocked everybody. Um, this pastor, Dean, has told him to cut off everybody, and he's joined their Bible study. Um, they gave him a job for um, his major, and they hired him. They're giving him a place to live. Um, yeah. And this, and they've been Solomon started working for Pastor Dean's wife about four or five months ago um, at a job. And so I think that they just slowly started working in him then and okay. started planting seeds and it's just like a cult basically. Do you know what do you know what group this is that it's it's this study is a part of? Do, it, um they're you... not part of Calvary. Yeah, no, I would assume that it doesn't sound yeah. like anything. The name anybody... of the group is called like for anybody listening, it's called Encounter. Hmm. The group is called Encounter. Um and actually, I had, um, I was like, as I've been praying and fasting, um, I had a church contact me saying that that he started a Bible study, this Dean guy started a Bible study in their church, and then took out members of their church, and family members have been calling their church because, like, their loved ones aren't communicating with them anymore. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard of I haven't heard of this group before, um, yeah. but all all of the 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 signs are that this is a cult. It's not it's not you know it's not a Bible study. It's it's a cult type organization. Uh, I, I don't. I mean, I, I've heard pastors have valid reasons for telling someone that they should break up with someone before, um, but I'm not hearing any reasons. I'm just hearing that he cut off all co- communication, not only with you but with with friends and family and. Um, so it sounds like he's in he's in some sort of a cult, and so I think we absolutely should pray for him. That's the best thing that we can do right now. Um, yeah. If if you're unable to contact him, that's the best thing that we can do, and just trust that that God knows God knows what's going on, and that God can break him out of that cycle that he's in, and uh, and deliver him from that. And um, I think that's that's the best most expedient thing that we can do right now is really just to pray for him and so um, let's do that we're going to come up here on the break in just a few minutes so i'm going to just a few seconds i'm going to go ahead and pray for us now before we get there and we'll pray for you and for solomon so um lord we come together um just lifting up solomon to you lord whatever this group is that he's a part of uh it does not sound like it's of you lord it sounds cultish it sounds um controlling. And so, Lord, I pray that you would wake him up. I pray that you would give him clarity and discernment and help him just to know that this is not what you would have him do, Lord. Um, Regardless of their relationship, you know, Cynthia and Solomon's relationship, Lord, ultimately, uh, this is something that's going to be dangerous for him to be in. And so we pray that you would deliver him from that, Lord. Uh, I pray for Cynthia in the midst of this, that you would just give her peace uh, 
as she as she continues to pray for him lord that you would um just comfort her heart through this lord kind of this this experience of loss that she's going through right now and that you would um draw her to yourself lord as um she just pleads for solomon during this time lord um and i I know they had plans to get married this summer and they had all these things and now all of that's um kind of up in the air because of this lord and so we pray for his deliverance and i pray for her peace right now lord um, I lift them up to you, and, and I just um, thank you in advance for what you're going to do in this situation, Lord. As his contact is cut off, Lord, we know that you're essentially, uh, all that we can really do right now is pray. And so we pray, Lord, and we trust you, and we ask you to to, intercede, to intervene in this situation. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Cynthia. And you know, I, I, I'm asking our listeners just to continue to pray for Solomon as he's involved in this group. It's not a, a good group. And so um, please be continuing to lift him up in prayer. Um, we're coming up here on the break, Cynthia, so I'm going to let you go, but we'll definitely keep praying for him. And uh, if anything, if there's any updates, please call us back and let us know. We'd love to hear. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris. Stick around and you can join us after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. All right, welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls and your questions. Once again, you can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. I would love to answer any Bible questions you may have or if you have a prayer request, we'd love to pray for you uh, and pray with you about whatever you may have going on or a friend or family member may have going on as well. Uh, I'm going to take a quick look at our text line here. We've had several um, texts that have come in. Let's see here. So, uh, someone texted in just a little bit ago. Um, Good afternoon. My fiancé is in jail and he has a question for you. I am in jail and there is a prayer circle that happens every night before lockdown. It consists of several men who say they are Christians, but their words and actions indicate otherwise. There are also several Messianic Jews. As a Christian, is praying with them the right thing to do or not? Thanks. Um, So this person's question is, uh, is it okay to pray with these other guys before lockdown? Um, These guys that say that they're Christians, but they don't seem to to show that they're Christians in their words and their actions. Uh, And so this person's asking this question, is it okay for me to pray with these people or not? Um, And you know, I think think you absolutely should pray with those people. Um, I one of the the best ways that I have found to really interact even with non-believers is to offer to pray for them. Um, You know, I have, uh, when I I have Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses come to my door, we'll often ask if we can pray for them. Um, When I am interacting with somebody um, that I know is a non-believer and they've got an issue going on in their life, one of the things I will offer to do is to pray for them. 
Um, so absolutely, you should pray with them. I think that maybe if you if you have a sense that they're not really living for the Lord or they're they're claiming to be a Christian when they're not, that maybe you think about how you can be a, a witness to them. Um, and how you can encourage them or push them towards the Lord. Um, but praying with them isn't something that's going to, to, to damage um, your relationship with the Lord. Um, so I think being a part of that prayer circle would be good. Um, I think even if you're a stronger believer than them, it's a good opportunity for you to minister to those, to those people. All right, this is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, taking your calls and your questions. Uh, you can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. We'd love to take your calls or your questions. And I'm uh, going to take a quick look here. We've got several text messages that have come in, so depending on our call volume, you might not be able to get to all of them today. Um, but let's see here. Someone from Cheyenne, Wyoming, Micah from Cheyenne, Wyoming, texted in a question, said, what is gluttony? I know it's a sin, but not sure exactly what it looks like. Is it just eating too much? Thanks. So um, gluttony is uh, essentially, it is eating too much, but it's eating uh, in excess or um, going overboard on your food and really you can be gluttonous in many different things um, it shows him his it shows itself in different ways in your life but um, you can be gluttonous about food you can be gluttonous about drinks you can be gluttonous about different things um, but really it's something that uh, it, we don't want to engage in um, I know that there are many people who deal with um, binge eating, and it's a way of coping with things. Um, you know, I actually, just to share a little bit of my story, um, and this, I, I pray and hope that this touches some people out there, but I myself, many years ago, um, dealt with something that, that many people out there probably deal with today, and that's bulimia. Um, and you might think, oh, well, a guy dealing with bulimia, that's kind of a weird Thing. You don't really hear about that. Well, one of the reasons you don't hear about guys dealing with bulimia or anorexia is because uh, it's not really something that, that men are open to be open about. And so this was something for me, it wasn't really as much about trying to stay thin or my weight. It was really about stuffing myself full of food to numb the pain that I was feeling in life. Um, it was a way of not dealing with my, with things that I was going through. It was a way of, of um, coping, and it's it's a similar disease to alcoholism, or um, if if you have an addiction that you can't seem to break, it's a similar uh, thing to that, and it's sinful. It's something where I'm looking to something other than Jesus to bring me fulfillment, um, and so gluttony kind of could fall into that as well. Um, thankfully, you know, I, I know the Lord delivered me powerfully from that. And um, I just want to say to anybody that's out there that may be dealing with uh, bulimia or, or anorexia or an eating disorder or um, binge eating, that God really can deliver you from that. Uh, he wants better for you, and He can empower you by His Spirit to leave that behind. Uh, he certainly has for me. And uh, it's, it's, it's actually something I don't even think about anymore. Uh, it, many years ago, it was something that I really struggled with, but it's something I, it doesn't even cross my mind anymore. Um, and so um, just if you're dealing with that, just bring it before the Lord and 
Um, you know, I, I always fall back on Romans 8 in verse 12 and 13. It says, therefore, you now have no obligation whatsoever to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. If you keep following it, you're going to have death. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you'll have life and peace. And that's the, the New Living Translation uh, of that verse. Um, but for me, that was really powerful, realizing that I didn't, I wasn't obligated to my flesh anymore. And so gluttony is something that you um, really j just need to bring before the Lord. Um, there are a few scriptures that that speak to this, especially in the Proverbs. You see in Proverbs chapter 23, um, it says in Proverbs 23, verse 2, it says, put a knife to your throat if you're given to gluttony, which is uh, obviously a pretty strong statement. He's not literally saying to kill yourself if you're given to gluttony, but that gluttony is not good. Um, Proverbs 23, 20 through 21 says, do not join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on meat, for drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsiness clothes them in rags. Um, but it's associated with excess. And excess in really anything shows that we don't have self-control, which is one of the fruit of the Spirit. And um, so we, we want to not walk in gluttony. Um, we want to not walk in gorging ourselves on food. Uh, and so if that's something that you struggle with, man, uh, read, read Romans 6, 7, and 8. And really allow the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, to speak to you through that. Um, it's something that I know the Lord wants to deliver you from. So, I'm um, going to take a quick look here at the text messages that have come in. Um, let's see here. We've got one more that says, um, let's see. Actually, I'm going to skip that one. Let's see. Okay, so praying for a, a young man that this um, guy knows who's dealing with um, some potential demonic forces in his life and um, wanting to see God really work powerfully in this young man's life um, who's dealing with um, same-sex attraction and some other things going on in his life uh, and want to just bring him before the Lord. And so let's just, let's do that together. Let's bring this, this person before the Lord. Father, we pray for this young man, whoever this is, and ask that you would bring him deliverance, ask that you would reveal to him your power and your love for him and that you would bring him um, just a sense of, of the price that you paid to give him new life Lord and that he would turn uh, his heart and his mind and his soul and his actions over to you uh, and experience that life that comes from you Lord that uh, newness of life that we're promised by our Holy Spirit in Jesus name Amen alright once again you are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar taking your calls, your questions, and um, just any Bible questions that you may have today, um, any uh, prayer requests that you may have for anything going on in your life. You can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. All right, looks like we have uh, Mike from Boulder on the line. Mike, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Nate. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm very good, thank you. Good, good. Um, the, last, the last caller you had on the air mentioned um, a concern about joining in, you know, and he's speaking for a friend of his, joining into a prayer circle of men who call themselves Christians, yet yet their walk didn't um, 
give him give confirmation that they were Christians. So he had a concern about that. Uh huh. <laughs> Nate, what what I would love the opportunity to do is to to dispel the misinformation about Christianity. Okay, and what's what's that? Well, okay, thank you. Christianity is a is a multi multi billion dollar American industry yearly, and so it's not easily dispelled, nor is this easily talked about. But Christianity was a title given to believers in Christ by the Syrians. To replace the name the Father gave Jacob, to be a substitute, to be a surrogate, to be a to a, to to be another banner, actually to displace the blessing that the Father gave Jacob when the Father gave Jacob his name Israel. Christianity has been created by the Syrians for that purpose, and because, as we know in Scripture, a name defines the report. Christianity is only doomed to that report, the intent of the Syrian, not the intent of the Heavenly Father. The Heavenly Father's name is Israel. He blessed Jacob by giving him his name, and in Israel is the inheritance of the Father. In Israel is the glory of the Father. So it, it would make our life as saints, as believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, it would make our life so much easier. And technically, even just getting down to the nitty-gritty, we would start to see our prayers answered if we would only recognize ourselves as Israelites indeed, as John one forty three says. Yeah. Or, or what I rather than, rather than coming in another name, other than the name Christ came in, which was his father's name, Israel. Christ said, I've, I've not come in my own name, but my father's name. But yet one will come in his own name, and you'll accept him. And that's what we've done as a culture. We've rallied behind the banner given to us by the Syrians, which is the title Christian, which means Christ. Yeah. Which, is exactly, which is exactly what Jesus warns against in Matthew 24, verse 4. He says, men, he says, verily, verily, I say unto you that many will come in my name, claiming I am Christ, and will deceive many. And then as you follow on in that same story in the other Gospels, he goes on to say, do not follow them. So, Mike, hold on just a second for me. I just want to answer a couple of your, your thoughts there. Um, and now, do I think that every person that is a follower of Jesus has to use the term Christian? No, I don't think so. Absolutely not. I, I would not be religious about that. Um, I, I do think that there are a couple things. Um, I will agree with you on one point, that the term Christian was actually a derogatory term um, that was given to early believers. It wasn't something that they took for themselves at first. Um, in fact, they, they called themselves um, the way, followers of the way. Um, and, and so the term Christian was not something that Christians actually took for themselves. It was given to them. Um, you see that in Antioch. Uh, they were called Christians first at Antioch, as it says in the scripture. But, but here's what I will say. So... 
Peter, in the book of 1 Peter chapter 4, says that we should be, as we receive that name Christian, um, that we shouldn't be ashamed of that, but that we glorify God in that matter. Um, and, and honestly, take that name and assume that name and say, yes. And so as Peter, as Paul was being answered, you know, and he was sitting there before um, the king and he said, you know, would you persuade me also to become a Christian? And Paul says, I, I would wish that you could be as I am. And so I agree with you that it wasn't a name that the Christians gave themselves, but I think it's a name that God has um, has allowed us to bear. And it's something that, that just simply, you know, kind of debating over what we call ourselves in the term of the name is something that that is just really, it's, it's not something that's helpful or beneficial to the cause of the church or to the cause of the kingdom of God. And so for that reason, I would say, um, you know, somebody can call themselves a Christian and not be one. Absolutely. Um, and someone can call themselves a follower of God and not be one. But the reality is that as we are believers in Jesus and as we assume that name, which has been the name that, that, that Christianity has taken upon itself since that first century, since the early church, because of the fact that they were called Christians at Antioch, because of the fact that um, Peter himself said, you know, assume that name and don't be ashamed, but glorify God for that name. Even though it was a derogatory term, glorify God in that, um, that it's something that absolutely we can call ourselves um, so for that, for, in that sense, I would def, I would disagree with you on that. Um, and you know, the, the name Israel actually means wrestles with God. Israel wasn't the father's name. Uh, that was the, the father's name was Yahweh or the, the Tetragrammaton, as we see the shape, the, the the name of God there. And so Israel was named wrestles with God after he wrestled with God. And so the the name of the church shouldn't be Israel, even though we are grafted into Israel. Uh, it is the, the church, the body of Christ. So you could call us by the name Christian. You could call yourself a follower of the way. That would be fine. Um, you could fo- call yourself a Jesus follower. Um, I, I don't think it's the terms that we define ourselves by that matter as much as who we've placed our faith in, and that should be um, Jesus Christ. And so um, I'm sure you have more thoughts on that, Mike, but um, I, I, I think that it's not going to be beneficial for us to debate it over the air. And so if you'd like to uh, email some more thoughts or you'd like to discuss it more, I'd be open to that. But um, for today, we're going to leave it there so we can get some more callers in before the end of the show. So, Mike, you have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. And we're going to go take a quick look at the text messages that have come in. Once again, this is Pastor Nate Morris with Calvary Live, taking your calls and your questions. And you can call us at 303 690 3000 or you can text 720-336-0897 and we've got Larry from Denver on the call on the line. Larry, welcome to the program. Hi Pastor Nate, I listen to you. I'm a first-time caller and I listen to your show all the time, but I recently rededicated my my life to the Lord and uh, I'm just having an issue with people at work that are just using foul language and blaspheming God and stuff like that, and I just noticed that I'm really hypersensitive about it, and I just want to know how to address that, or how do I, if I talk to somebody about it, I'm just, it's, but it's really frustrating when I hear people use God's name in vain, and the F word, and things like that, and it's just, it's kind of starting to eat at me a little bit, and I pray about it every morning before I go into work, I sit out in my truck and say a little prayer, and and uh, it just 
I just noticed lately that it's just really starting to bother me. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand that, Larry. You know, I actually used to work in uh, construction, and uh, my parents own a, a cabinet business, and I worked for them for several years. And we would, I'd be, you know, spending time at job sites, and uh, the language there was never was never very good. Uh, and you go into the you go into the porta potties and the things that people write on the walls and draw on the walls, yes. and it's pretty crude. Um, and I, I don't know what field you're in, but I would imagine if it's anything like that field, it it, it can be pretty uh, it can be wearing on you, honestly, throughout the day. Um, yes. Here's here's what I would say to you, and I um, I I know I can identify with how you feel in that, um, not wanting to to be subjected to that, not wanting to hear that. Um, the thing that that our concern should be is the souls of those people who are saying those things, and so as okay. you are as those things are grating on you and they kind of rub on you like sandpaper a little bit, and it, and it irritates you to hear people use that foul language and stuff. Um, thinking about how you can be the best witness to those people in that situation and okay. what that is. Now, um, one of the things that, that I found when I worked in construction, there was this guy that, um, that I worked with in construction and, uh, he and I worked pretty close together and we'd worked, you know, maybe for a couple of weeks together and, uh, may know it was maybe about a week. We'd worked together for about a week and he was sitting there, uh, he was in my car and he was just, you know, cussing up a storm, this and that and all over the place. Right. And he stopped himself in the middle of, of our conversation and he said, Nate, I don't think I've ever heard you say a cuss word. <laughs> I just, it was funny because I, I mean, I just obviously I just don't. It doesn't come out of my mouth as a believer in Jesus. I don't want to use that language. Um, right. But I'm sitting there and he, he was just in the middle right in the middle of this thing and he stopped and said that and in that opportunity that I had right there I was able to say well yeah you know I I don't really I don't like to use that language because I I want to honor God and I'm I'm a follower of Jesus I'm a Christian and so right. uh, that's just not language that I really use uh which was the cool thing was is it really opened up a conversation with him that kind of went from there about the okay. Lord and about the gospel and some of that stuff um now in that situation I didn't tell him don't cuss around me. Um, but after he he realized that I I had never used that language, he actually he stopped cussing around me, which was funny. He 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 never became a believer, at least while I knew him. But he stopped cussing okay. around me, and and if he did, he would he would apologize, and I would always say, oh, you, you don't apologize to to me, you know. Um, it, it, I just I don't use that because of my relationship with the Lord. But it's just kind of one of those. It, it was an interesting situation. Um, okay. And so I would really seek the Lord about how you can best witness to those guys that you're working with in that. Okay. Um, I do pray about it daily. And as of, I was, like I said, I rededicated myself to the Lord in like January the 8th of this year, but I was guilty of the same thing. You know, I, I just realized that I just, you know, I used to do the same thing and I'm like, boy, oh boy, I just see how silly I looked. And it just, it's just not right in my eyes right now. And it's just like, and like I said, it's just, it's just kind of been bothering me lately, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so as you as you're in that situation and you're hearing that language and stuff, um I would just, you know, I'd seek the Lord and and see if there's something that the Lord might have you do in in that, but but I'd say, you know, just just simply by not participating, especially in those those types of settings, people right. will note where they will notice that you're not participating. Um, I think they have actually recently because everybody knows I was baptized February the 25th of this year, and I've been talking about it. And oh, they actually cool. told me that 
somebody actually told me that, hey, Larry, if you keep talking about this stuff, we're going to have you in human resources. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. Really? So I'm just wow, so okay. thankful and happy about my new faith and about Jesus yeah. and the Lord and everything. And it just like, it kind of like, it kind of brought me down for a day or two. But I'm like, you know what? He died for me. I'm, I'm willing to take a hit or whatever, I, whatever I need to take. But you know, and I bounced back out of it, but it was just like, wow, boy, it was kind of rough to hear that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that's, I think it's kind of, it's a little bit ironic that they're saying they, they'd have you in human resources for talking about, you know, getting baptized and about the Lord when they use such foul language. But, um, but here's, here's the, here's the thing for, for you. I think that, that your witness there is, is more important than, um, than pointing out to them that they're sinners. They, they know it and they're going to be, they're going to be increasingly know that by the fact that you don't participate with them. Okay. And, um, so I think that the fact that they know that you're a believer, the fact that they see you and see that you're not participating in those things with them. Um, I, I think that it, it you know, just kind of like as Jesus went, went, you know, and it says as a sheep before his shears was silent. Um, I, I, I if it was me in your situation, I would, think of every opportunity I can have to stick Jesus into my conversation with them. And, um, and I wouldn't worry about the things that they say, you know, um, I wouldn't, you know, because if you just ask them not to cuss around you, essentially what, what you come off as is, uh, like a a holier than thou religious type. Yes. I was thinking that too. That kind of came to my thought process. I don't want to be coming across like greater than thou, because yeah. I used to do the same thing, you know. I'm a sinner just like everybody else. But right. like I said, it's just now that I'm in the new walk. It's it's just sometimes it's frustrating, you know. Yeah. No. I, and I fully understand that. Uh, I, I I get that for sure. So I I would say just keep staying that course. And it sounds like man, it sounds like you're excited about the Lord. It sounds like you're talking so about the Lord. Up. I'm actually yeah. attending two churches now. Okay. <laughs> I can't okay. get enough, but okay. I'm just so thankful that uh, I found God, and, and I'm just I want to be doing the right thing, yeah. you know. So I, what I would say is, don't stop talking about Him. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. I, I would let that. I would let their conversation go. You know, God. God doesn't need us to defend him to people. He can defend himself, but, um, you know, and, and, and he doesn't need us to be people's word police either. Um, but, but for you, you have that opportunity as, you know, and it, and if they send you to human resources, I mean, you're, you, you cannot be legally cannot be asked not to talk about your, your faith at, at work, as long as you're not, you know, directly breaking rules of, you know, proselytizing and things like that. I think just talking about going to church or talking about the Lord, whatever, whatever, however it has been coming out, just keep yeah. being real about it, you know? I've just been and, real excited about my newfound faith and that I got baptized, and I'm actually playing the guitar with the church band now, and I'm with, oh, cool. I'm with, Thorn, with Thorn Creek Church with Pastor Reuben up there, and I just had a, such an awesome community, and I love having the positive people around me like that. It's just, I'm so enthused about everything, I can't get enough, you know? And that's where my my talking has been. I'm not like forcing anything on anybody or trying to right. read scriptures to them or anything like that. I'm just so happy with my new life, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, here's here's kind of just a a, a, a scriptural basis for what we're talking about. Um, people, I mean, Paul the apostle asked, you know, what do we have to do with judging those outside the church? It's not our job to judge those outside the church. God does that, but we should mm-hmm. judge those inside the church in the sense that we hold each other accountable. And so if this was a group of believers that you were with um, at your work and they were Christians and they were following, supposedly following the Lord 
and they yeah. were using that type of language, then I would say it would be your duty really to say, hey, we, we can hold ourselves to a higher standard than this. Um, okay. We don't need to be like that. But when it's those that are outside the church, as Paul kind of clearly says, um, we it's not our job to, to judge them. Um, we do still, even by our presence and following the Lord, we know we do still call sin, sin. We don't pretend that it's not. But, um, okay. but the judgment is for the Lord in those situations. Um, so I think that, you know, just keep keep doing what you're doing and keep following the Lord in that. And uh, if you're interested in, in looking into that a little bit more, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 is where you find that, um, where Paul says, okay. you know, what have I to do with judging outsiders? Um, so look that up. That's a good study just to kind of dig into. I'll definitely do it. Yeah, what that looks like. So, um, Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for your call and thank you for your um, your just willingness to speak up for the Lord out there and to be excited about what He's doing and keep it up. Thank you, Pastor Nate, and I love your program. I'm, I, I'm just so thankful that you're on the radio with your ministry. That's awesome. I can't wait to get in my radio um, in my truck and listen. And I've, this is the first time I called. And I was just like, wow, I'm, I'm going to try to get in. I'm going <laughs> to see if I can get in. I'm like, yay! Uh, I'm, I'm glad you called, Larry. I'm glad you called. Uh, let me pray for you real quick, and then we'll, we're heading up here on the end of the program. So, Thank you. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah. Lord, I just lift up Larry to you, Lord. I thank you for his passion and excitement about you, and I pray that that would continue, Lord, that he'd continue just speaking um, your truth and your love and uh, being real about his faith, and pray that you would continue just to encourage him and uh, give him the strength that he's there in that workplace that's full of um, foul-mouthed people, Lord, that he would just um, have your heart for them and that you would show him what, what, how you would have him treat them and, and act towards them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Thank thanks, Larry. Me. Have a great day. You too. God bless. Thank you. All right. All right. You have been listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar. Um, and we're coming up here on the end of the program, so I'm not going to take any more calls today. But I want to invite you to call back again tomorrow. Uh, Pastor Jeff Figs hosts the Tuesday program on Calvary Live from 4 to 5 p.m. You can call us at 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. Hey, if you live in the Lakewood side of town, I uh, would love to have you join us for church sometime. We meet on Sunday mornings at 9 and 1045 at Calvary Belmar in Lakewood. And with that, we are going to go ahead and wrap up the program for today. So join us tomorrow and have a blessed night. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.